Welcome back to another episode of the Startup Therapy Podcast. This is Ryan Rutan from Startups.com, joined as always by Will Schroeder, my friend, the founder and CEO of Startups.com. Will, we talk about founders and all the things that go on in our lives and how we can support each other, how we can help each other. One of the things that you and I make a point of is to ask people, how are you doing, right? You, the founder, not the company, uh, not the PL, nothing else, not the product. How are you doing? And specifically, how are you doing at home, right? Because we, we know what work life looks like. In a lot of cases, we have pretty decent insight into what's happening in the founder's life as far as that goes. Uh, but once they leave the office and they, they pass that threshold and they're back in the house, what's going on there? And what do we typically hear? What's the answer? Well, we typically get lied to. <laughs> right? I yep. mean, it's the same way like when somebody says, hey, Ryan, how you doing? You say, I'm good, right? Good. Even if you're not good, you just generally assume you're supposed to say you're yes. good. And, that's the answer that's expected. Right. And I think that's the crux of the problem. As founders, you know, we're in the spot where we have to kind of like fight two battles in life, right? Yeah. We've got the battle at work with a startup, which is well-documented. <laughs> We've talked about that endlessly. But what we don't talk about and what people are kind of like uh, afraid to bring up is the battle at home that they're also yeah. fighting. Yep. And so when we ask them uh, and we say, hey, you know, how are things at home? At first, they're kind of like thrown off by the question. And we, we're not trying to pry. We're not trying to like, you know, um, get into their kitchen necessarily. What we're right. trying to say is if, if things are crazy at work and crazy at home, we need to talk about that because yeah. there's only one of you. All right, so before we get into this next topic, I just want to let you know, what we talk about here is like 1% of the conversation. You know, really, this conversation is going on all day long online at groups.startups.com, where Ryan and I pretty much talk endlessly with founders about every one of these topics. So if by the end of this discussion, you like the topic and you want to dig into it a little bit more with Ryan and I, just head to groups.startups.com and we'll pick it up from there. Yeah, two battles being fought, and it, it ends poorly every time. Review military history. You'll see. It's true. It's science, folks. Um, so, yeah, and I think that well, let's, let's talk about a little bit around, like, what is the motivation for lying about this? Like, is it is it just Great the question. fact that as, as founders, we're so used to just having to bottle stuff up? We, we've talked about this in other episodes where we're peerless, and, and right. I don't mean that. Yeah, I mean that in the sense that, like, in our work lives, if you're the founder and maybe you've got a co-founder, maybe you don't, um, even if you do, you don't necessarily take everything to them. We've talked about this challenge with founders. Like we, we can't always share everything that's bothering us because it can demotivate the team. Um, lots of things can happen. We've gone over this ad nauseum other episodes, but so is, is that it? Is it, is it that simple? Is it just, we're so used to couching our communications, bottling things up and just stuffing it down that, that we carry this from, from work to home as well? I do. And I also think, look, just, you know, as a caveat here, there's a bit of a time and a place to share this, right? For sure. You know, it, this probably isn't worth, you know, dropping, dropping all your shit every single time you get asked, like if you're, you know, uh, sitting and having lunch with your employees, maybe not yeah, the time to, to yeah. open up all your stuff, but in the right environment, right? With, with, a, with a, a trusted resource or person that you're talking to, We've got to talk about this stuff. And we've got to yeah. say, look, I'm having some challenges at work. Look, again, well-documented, but I got some shit going on at home, right? right. I've got maybe a sick kid. You know, not just like a, a maybe like a chronically terminally sick kid, right? Or, or sick relative. Yep. I've got uh, challenges with my spouse. I've got challenges with my family. I've got, I've got real stuff that's yep. preventing me from getting my work done. 
you know, Ryan, you and I have had and at a personal level and the rest yes. of our team have, have dealt with this nonstop. The reason yeah, it sure. works, if you can call it that, is because we talk about it, right? We're yep. very, very, very open about it. You know, over the past decade, I've been in and out of surgeries, right? For all kinds of medical issues. <laughs> I don't yep. even want to begin to, to tell you, but I'm super open about it, right? Yep. And I'm like, guys, like I'm not, I'm not in great shape. I am on a ton of, of pain medications right now in order to get through this next issue or surgery, et cetera. And so I've got shit going on at home. Yep. And I feel comfortable talking about it because then Ryan, Which you and I can work everything. Right. Yeah, exactly. Some of the right. same things, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I've, I've, I've moved States and now countries in, in search of, uh, you know, better health for myself. And then, uh, you know, the, the, the situation we've talked about a number of times in the podcast, when my dad had a stroke last year, that was, uh, that was a lot. That was a, it was a huge weight. Um, of course. and it wasn't as if, it wasn't as if, you know, coming into that, it was like, gosh, I've got, you know, three quarters of my week unspoken for <laughs> my, my life is just so easy <laughs> right, right. Uh, that I can take on a major family emergency, uh, and, and, and see that through while also handling all of my work responsibilities without any impact whatsoever. Right. Like that was not the case. Right. Um, but because we had clear communication and trust and understanding, um, I knew that I could bring that to the table and I knew that it would be appropriately received. I knew there would be space for it and that we would figure out how to deal with it. Right. All right. But if you're in a situation where you're a solo founder, you have co-founders who aren't supporting you, um, then when these things happen at home, they can have massive, massive repercussions. And it's not like you're not already dealing with a lot of stuff. You're adding this onto the pile, right? right? This is an accretive nightmare. And, and now you're in a situation where, you know, a couple of things happen. One, you're talking about it and you're not getting supported, um, or you're talking about it or you're just not talking about it. Right. And, and I think the, the, the second is even more dangerous, right? doesn't feel good not to be supported. Um, but at least you're, you know, you're getting it off your chest with, with somebody that matters to you, um, goes a long way. And I think the worst yeah. thing we can do in these situations is just keep it stuffed down deep, um, and, and let it bubble up because it just breaks us. Absolutely I agree. And, and so, uh, you know, I always think about everything like in a video game analogy, right? The huge game. Yeah. And I think about your health bar, right? Yep. And just that, you know, the, the classic trope of all video games. <laughs> and like our startup alone is going to deplete our health bar and get us into blinking situation by definition. Uh, I'm going to go a step further. Well, I think both of us have used uh, more than one life token at this point. Oh, there's no I question. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I've used them all. I feel like we've gone, we've gone well into negative on the health bar and, and had to revive ourselves at some there point. There is no question. But what happens is I, I, I think that, that we need to recognize as founders and then as those that are in the founders world. And again, this is about also about supporting other founders. Yep. That, that health bar gets depleted, not just at work. Sometimes Correct. it's depleted before we even step into the office, so to speak, yep. right? Life has just torn us apart. Now, this can be, again, it can be home life issues. You know, it could be like we talked about, you know, it could be personal uh, health issues. It could be family health issues. It could be spouse issues. Uh, it could be all kinds of things, right? Generally a combination of those listed above. It gets ignored twice. It gets ignored by the people around us, right? Me or co-founders, investors, et cetera. And most yep. importantly, it gets ignored by us. Yeah, right? that's the big one. <laughs> we assume that we're supposed to have a full health bar when we walk into the office, when by definition, it is damn near impossible, right? Take any parent that just made it through COVID, right? Watching and schooling kids at home and pretending like, they, like they've got a full steam of energy, right? Yes. Headed into the workday. Absolutely yep. ridiculously not. And for us to ignore that, right? Or again, back to the premise, 
not be able to talk about it. Yeah. So when we ask somebody, when we ask a founder, or when we're being asked, how are things? We should be able to say, a little bit fucked up right now, right? Yeah. Got some things going on, <laughs> right? You know, I'm in year two of schooling kids at home. Guess who's not there? A teacher to take care of these kids all day at home, right? So that's yep. me. And it's not like kids are, are getting straight A's and teaching themselves, right? No. I'm in there dealing with all kinds of stuff. One out of three. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, uh, so when I get into this, you know, when I'm starting my day at my startup, uh, it's hard. Take it a step further, right? Maybe I'm having serious depression issues, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's my baseline. I'm starting the day with serious depression issues or mental health right. issues, right? Happens all the time, especially in this business. And so because we don't talk about it, no one assumes, right? Because we don't think this far ahead that anybody's dealing with anything. We assume right. everybody's at full strength. If I go back to my sports analogy, I'm sending in a player that is absolutely exhausted and likely injured yep. to go start the game and wondering right. why they're not scoring points. <laughs> like it, yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah. And I think you, you touched on something really interesting there. I want to, I want to, I want to ping back to it for a second, which is that you assume that everybody else is doing fine, right? It's yeah. not being talked about. So we assume that it's, and so therefore I don't want to talk about it either. Um, let's just go ahead and call bullshit on that one. Yep. Um, you know, it's, it's not hard, you know, go to a, go to a startup convention, throw a rock. You're likely to hit a troubled founder. Right. Um, it's not hard to find. Um, it can be hard to uncover. All right. For, for the reasons you just listed, we're just not talking about it. Everybody looks around and assumes that, you know, the Instagram moments are the, the truth and that everybody else is hunky dory. Totally and then it's just me that's suffering. And so therefore the best thing to do is to just try to go with the flow, you know, look as status quo as I can, um, and, and fit in right? At what point am I willing to come out and say, look, I don't feel good and I do need help. It's really tough because if you're not seeing that demonstrated around you, the, the admittance, right? The, 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 being able to vocalize and say, I don't feel good is pure risk at that point right. because you have no idea what the reaction is going to look like because you're not seeing it happen anywhere else. So founders, if you're feeling fucking awesome right now, Great. If your home life's great and your business is great, great. We're really happy for you. You don't exist. Seek out great. somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I did start to see a horn growing out of that person's head. Uh, just a single one right in the center. Um, what, what I was getting at though is go find someone else and, and ask them and, and, and be honest and, and get them to be honest because the likelihood is um, there's somebody very, very close to you right now in your founder circle who is not feeling awesome and could use a little bit of your greatness, but, um, yeah. it just takes opening up these conversations. And again, like I, it also doesn't have to start with co-founders or other founders. Even this can just be people from your social circles. Right. We've talked about this before. They're never going to have the same level of understanding or empathy, right? So you will, you will struggle to help them to understand, but you and I have talked about this before. Uh, and, and we both have a lot of personal experience with this. Sometimes you just need somebody to listen to you. Right? Sometimes you just need to get it off your chest. Sometimes it doesn't matter if they can be more than sympathetic. Um, of course, better if they can. Uh, so this is why you know having founders in your circle is important. But if they can't, at least you can air some of this stuff out. Sometimes just hearing yourself go through it helps a ton. But let's not stop there. Well, look, and I don't think people have a good sense for how important the superpower of home is, right? Oh, like if you're going to yeah. get into this business, if you're going to get into this journey, you have to have some level of stuff figured out at home. Yep. 
here's some more, the most common examples I see where stuff's not figured out. Number one, my family doesn't support me, right? You know, literally the parents, et cetera. I'm going off and do this entrepreneur thing and they are a hundred percent against me. When I got started, my parents didn't even know what I did. I just left for some weird place called Ohio uh, to go to school. And they were like, I don't know what he's doing or where he's going. And I had nowhere to go back to. So like, if things didn't work out, I couldn't move back home. Like my parents were gone. And so like not having that support did not make it easier to get started. Right. Yeah. An example of not having the superpower at home. Another example, we go to start our thing, but our spouse isn't on board. I see it all the time. And people yep. don't talk about it because it's, yep. you know, they think they should be embarrassed by it or, or ashamed by it. No, most people aren't on board. This is a weird freaking path, right? Yes, <laughs> it is like a regular right. thing to do. Yep. The spouse is saying you're you're giving up 50% of our income or you're giving up 100% of our income if, if they're the, the sole breadwinner. We see this type of thing happen. Yeah. Um, and it is. And, and not without reason, right? Yeah. It is scary. And, and it's even scarier for the people who are around us who don't have the full context, right? As the founders, it's all trapped in our heads. We know everything that we want this thing to be. We know the risk. We know what we've calculated. But we're not spending time to make everybody else understand it as well as we do. We can't. Um, and so that manifests in, in you know, either lack of outright support or in some cases actually attacking the idea and, and trying to, you know, destabilize and get them to change their minds. Um, I have never experienced that personally. I, I experienced the, the lack of support. Um, and there was a little bit of passive aggressive when I decided not to pursue my graduate degree, uh, there was a little, which was, which was on scholarship and it seemed like a great thing to go and do. Um, there was, there were some questions, right? They were like, why are you doing this? What exactly do you think you're going to gain from this? Why would you want to do this instead of this very defined path? You're going to go do this thing that maybe pans out or, or turns into something someday uh, versus what looks like a very concrete path forward. Um, so it wasn't that there was any um, any derision or any any angst or anxiety around the startup itself. It was around the decision. It was the opportunity cost. It wasn't what I was doing. It was what I wasn't doing because I chose startup. And this right. happens all the time. And I, th- and I think that's an important conversation to have with ourselves, but also to, with yeah. that spouse. And I would put it yeah. like this, if you wanted to frame it. I have to go out into the ring in the hardest boxing match I'm ever going to have in my life. Yep. The only way I can guarantee I won't win it is when the bell rings and I have to go back to my corner. I don't get punched right in the privates by you. Right? <laughs> like as soon as I go to, I go to recharge, yeah. right? That, yeah. is, that is the polar opposite of how this is going to work. So yep. when, when you're not on my team, right? When you're basically undermining me, you have to yep. understand you're undermining my ability to win at what you're so concerned about, right? Yeah, it's a good, yeah. It's a, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point. If, if, all, if all your, if all, if, if every practice the week leading up to that big match is just your corner man throwing the towel in, you're like, I just want to practice. This is going to be the most important thing in this match to come. I'm just going to keep throwing the towel in. You don't worry about throwing a punch in. You just stand and watch me throw the towel in. You have no chance of winning, right? When you lack that strong familial support, um, you know, from the spouse, uh, from from their your kids if they're adults, because this was something that was new to me. Um, but I, I ran into a founder probably middle of last year who was telling me about how you know he had decided to leave his corporate job, um, and that led to some other decisions that, that needed to be made. Um, there was some downsizing of the house and some other changes in plans. And the at the time there were still like 
one or two kids in the house and then two adult children. And, and a lot of the pressure came from the adult children who were now no longer fully reliant on the parent, um, but still had a hell of a lot to say about, you know, uh, her plan to, to, to leave her corporate job and to start this, this company. Um, which was, that was a first for me. I, I, of course, kids factor into this decision heavily. Um, but that was the first time I'd really seen the, the, the child as advisor, as opposed to just the child as a, as a consideration from a bottom line perspective. Sure, so sure. pretty interesting. Well, but I think that in every case, we've got to be deliberate as the founders yep. of saying, look, I've got some stuff I got to fix here, right? Yeah. Here's what I think we do. I think we say, oh, well, people have problems at home. I have problems at home. And they could be anything. It could be health problems, spousal problems, you name it, right? Yep. And that's just the way the world works. And so I'll just deal with it like everybody else does and, and go to work. And you yeah, can, exactly. and people do, and people have figured it out, right? It's just really unhealthy, <laughs> like yeah. really epically unhealthy. And th- there's, there's ways to address it. And, and again, it starts with being able to talk about it. It starts yep. when you're sitting, you know, among your, 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 uh, co-founders or among other founders, et cetera, I'm using them as an example in saying, Hey, uh, things are a little messed up right now. Like I, I need some help working through this because I need to recharge. Right. Uh, I've come to you and Elliot and the rest of our team. And I'm like, guys, I am taking a catatonic number of nerve blockers in yes. order to function during the day. Guess what? And then two minutes later, you would tell us the same thing. And then about seven <laughs> minutes later, you would tell us the same thing. I'm laughing, but it was horrible, right? <laughs> it was true. Um, yeah, it was but, bad. But I have to be honest about it. Here's the funny thing, Ryan. 10, 20 years ago, I wouldn't have been, right? 10, yeah, 20 no. years ago, I would have never brought it up. I would have just- Boy, would I have it. had a lot of questions if we hadn't talked about it. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the fact that I, I can't remember shit. anything. Yeah, that's, that's a question. Yeah. Um, but it changed. You know, at some yeah. point- I felt like I had a safe space to talk about this stuff, yep. right? And all of a sudden, once I did, it solved so many problems for me because I always thought like, uh, you should be this tough leader and you should fight through the pain. And no matter what's happening, you should never talk about it, pretend like it doesn't exist because right. otherwise people will think you're weak. And you know what? Maybe that's true, right? But for the 10% of use cases where it's true, it's a total bullshit excuse in the other 90%. Yeah. And it yeah. prevented me from getting healthy when I needed it. It prevented me from mentally being at my best when I needed it. It was yeah. a, a, a disaster. And I think, uh, again, among um, other folks in the organization, I think if they see that, that, that behavior and they're like, oh, it's not okay to talk about what's happening at home, they adopt that. And they yeah. become just as toxic in their lives and their work lives as the rest of us. And it just perpetuates. And I think it comes from the founder. I think, again, and we've talked about this. We don't set the tone. Yep. It doesn't happen. Right. But it's amazing how well setting the tone works and how quickly things can open up um, and how quickly things can escalate. And I mean that in, in the best of ways. We started with really, really little things, like making it very apparent to the other parents on our team that things like soccer games matter, yep. right? Things like, you know, leaving a little early so you can go and be there as the second parent at that first dentist appointment so that your kid feels a little bit better at that. We made it really apparent and we celebrated some of those things and then we encourage other people to do them. And even just with little things like that, then it opened the door for bigger and bigger and kind of escalating discussions of things that were were deeper, more personal, more important, more impactful. Um, and so it, it was really interesting to me that we didn't necessarily have to fully escalate those things ourselves and sort of show everybody this is okay. 
Right. Uh, it was, you know, open the door for any level of personal discourse and dialogue. And now we have a conversation. And now people are talking about this stuff and now people are feeling better um, and they're, they're finding their own things to talk about. They're not just mirroring us. And I think that's important. Um, and I want to back up on something else that you said that I thought was, was really interesting um, and, and sort of a key insight for founders. And that's that we don't always have to be all of anything, right? So you were saying, you know, I have to be this person who, who charges through, you know, the, the, the walls. And, you know, I always have on a strong face. Um, or I have to be this, you know, emotionally intelligent leader who's, who shows vulnerability. Yes, and you can be both of those things. What we tend to see is that people pick one of these tropes and just sort of stick to it. You're like, I, I'm either the stoic um, or, or I'm constantly weeping. Well, you don't have to be either. You can definitely be both. Um, and both of these things matter, right? There is a time and a place, to your point. There are 10% of, of, of the time. It's really valuable to just show your team, I'm just going to plow through this. I'm not going to let this get the better of me. Um, I'm, I'm going to motor through. When you feel like you can do that, I'd argue that happens when you've got a full health bar and you're being attacked by something, sure, right? But if your health bar is being depleted by both sides simultaneously um, and you've got E-Honda on this side and E-Honda on that side <laughs> and you're just getting the, the thousand hands death from, from both sides, right? Like it ends poorly, right? You're being depleted from both sides. And so let's talk about that for a minute, Will. Like how important it is to, to have outlets for, for both sides of this conversation, the work sure. piece and the home piece, and specifically how those two things interrelate. You know, by the way, I just want to mention if what we're talking about today sounds like the kind of discussion you wish you were having more often, you actually can. You know, we're online all day, every day, working through exactly these types of topics with founders just like you. So any question you would have or maybe some problem you just want to work through, we're here and we love this stuff. And we're easy to find. You know, head over to groups.startups.com and let's just start talking. As a community, right, in the startup ecosystem, the first yep. step is we have to be okay talking about this stuff, right? 100%. At the very least, we don't have to feel attacked by the question, right? Right. So when I sit down with a founder and I ask them, how are things going at home? And again, usually they deflect a little bit. Uh, if, if we have a good relationship, you know, they'll open up a bit. And I'll say, look, I'm asking because this entire thing is part of the journey, right? Yep. We're used to like a W-2 job where, where you, you clock in, you clock out, and your entire world stops and ends, or starts and ends at, yeah. at that nine to six schedule, right? That's it. Right. But what we don't realize with this one, that's not the way it works, right? Our entire 360 degree view is really important here. And I'm saying, look, if things aren't going well at home, if, if you've got a total shit show going on at home, I guarantee things aren't going to go well at work, right? So let's right. look at the whole picture. And more often than not, because our startups are so demanding, it creates the problems at home, yep. right? We're like, oh my God, startups going great. Guess what? If your startup is going really great, it means someone's seeing less of you. Ergo, yep. there's a problem brewing. If not, it hasn't exploded yet. These yep. things are tied. I don't understand why up until now, this has always been considered two sides of a conversation. And again, now that I say it and I look back and I'm like, wow, I always considered them two separate things, church and state, yep. right? You don't talk about your home life. Your home life is a totally different battle that has nothing to do with, but I've never, like, I've never yep. come into work having a shitty day at home being like, ready to kill it right now, right? <laughs> Yeah. None of that you mattered. It, it depletes you. And I think in a lot of cases, in my case in particular, um, you know, 
I, I, I use my spouse as, as a sounding board, right? right? I know you do the same thing. And so when, you know, when, when things are, you know, tense at work or I'm, I'm worried about something, uh, you know, the things aren't going the way I want, you know, customer acquisition is not hitting on all cylinders, whatever it is, I have somebody at home I can take that to. Mm-hmm. And we, we can start to take that for granted. I mean, we talked about what a superpower it is to have that person. Right. Um, right. But it's also not a permanent state. Right. Right. Um, and it's been interesting. There's been a few times over the last uh, the last couple of years where the level of support that I've gotten has been diminished. Right. And this is not not any type of an attack on on, on, on my wife um, because she listened to this podcast and I fear for my life <laughs> um, now. Um, it's because she had other things going on and that were, that were important and, and valuable in her life, which meant that she was just a little less there for me in those moments, right? Which is to say that she goes over the top to be there for me most of the time. Yep. Um, but I felt it. I really felt it. I mean, one of them was, was an extreme case when, when she had COVID and was just out of commission for three weeks and I, I was that. dealing yep. with trying to, you know, make sure that she was good and that she was taken Kids care of. Go see her. And kids couldn't go see her. So I'm, I'm, and at that point, you know, we had no other help. Um, you know, we didn't have family that could, that could help. It was me, the three kids and trying to care for my wife and trying to care for our business. Um, and I felt it really strongly then, but I think we can all imagine those scenarios. Right. Um, but there've been two other scenarios. There's one, she wanted to get her, her yoga teaching certification it was important to her and, and she did it and it took a ton of her time for yep. an extended period of time. Um, and I realized I didn't have, I couldn't go to her with all of my problems and just talk about my stuff. She had her own important stuff to talk about. You bet. And I realized I was a little less supportive in those moments and I felt it. I really felt it. The, the other was, um, as we're working on our house building project, uh, my wife's an architect and she's been spending more of her time working on the designs, working on uh, understanding the engineering complexities of building on the side of a mountain in a country that has landslides and earthquakes. Um, so important stuff, but she's been a little less present for me and I felt it. I, I was, I was doing some introspection a few weeks ago because I found myself a little more tense, a little more angry, a little less settled in the last right. two to three months. It's real. Um, it's real. And I, I had not factored that in that I had just had less of my usual outlet uh, through her. Right. And so I just had some pent up stuff, nothing individually all that important. Uh, just a bunch of unopened mail, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> just had to be gone through. Right. But I didn't but have my, my, my partner in crime on that. Yeah. Right. In other words, so, so if, if, if your wife starts saying she needs a little bit more time, attention, uh, whatever she needs, yep. right. And she's yep. of course deserving of it. Um, we have to recognize that that's, that's not just this elastic energy bar. More energy going Correct. toward one thing is, is energy coming away from something else. Best case, you're like, Nope, I'm going to stretch it. Best case. It's just shittier energy, right? Yep. If you're more tired, you're not going to get the same workout. It's just that simple. You have less energy. It all comes from somewhere. And that's the yep. part, that's the, the whole like point here is that if we're looking at how well we're going to be able to perform for our startup, in many cases, the, the success or failure of our startup, we can't pretend like what's happening at home in, in the energy that's being pulled from there is going to somehow magically show up in our work lives. It just isn't. Right. 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 Um, and all of these things start to add up. So personally, when I'm looking at, uh, you know, what is, what is the next year going to look like for me? I'm not just looking at, hey, what does the business need? I'm looking at my personal life and I'm saying, 
what's my personal life going to need? You know, what's going on with my yeah. family, with, with the kids, with my personal health, et cetera. Because yeah. unless I can move all of those things up, like kind of add to the health bar, I'm going to specifically feel it at work, right? I know that's going to be pulled down. Now take that the other direction. Again, crisis, right? I've had yeah. some health issues this past year. Um, you know, last year you had, you had uh, the thing with your, was it last year? I can't even remember now. Last year. Yep. Yeah. Just a little wow, over a year God, ago. It's been so long. Um, it feels like yesterday. It feels like 10 years. I know, ago. I, I know. Um, but, but that's where, when that happens personally, and then the people around us have to be like, okay, shit's changed. I'll give you an example. Yep. When someone is about to deliver a kid, right? No one says to them, well, I guess nothing will change at work. Or if you do, you're an idiot, right? right. <laughs> like, I mean, we're all in the same. That was what was said for many decades. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yes. Maybe. Yeah, I, yeah probably. <laughs> um, and, and, and we're all idiots for saying it is, is, is the point, right? right? It, there's no woman giving birth and at that very moment being like on her phone, being like, you know, I got to check these messages. And if you are, you should not be. Right? Always <laughs> be closing. this podcast right. more than anybody. Um, but what I'm saying is like, we're aware in some situations how our personal lives have such a yep. massive effect on our professional lives. But I yep. think where this is where it starts to get murky and it's a problem. It's that we don't recognize that if we're just dealing with some stuff at home, it's not delivering a kid, but I'm just dealing with some stuff at home. And again, categories of this stuff that people aren't addressing as much as they need to mental health issues, right? I yeah. just don't feel good. I'm anxious. I'm depressed. You name it, right? That stuff matters, right? Yeah. That's not just a state that you're in. That is that is an injury that you have to yourself that is preventing you from scoring points on the field. It's that simple, yeah. right? 100%. And it has yep. to be recognized and addressed, right? Yeah. If, if I've got an issue with, with my spouse and we're just not getting along, right? Just all kinds of stuff. We're up late at night fighting and whatever the issue is, I can't pretend like I'm going to get up tomorrow and everything is going to be magically okay. No, once again, I'm injured. I'm, 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 I'm winded trying yeah. to get on the field. It's not okay. I can't stay up late at night for any reason anymore. The idea of oh, staying yeah. <laughs> up late at night to fight, like I just can't, I, I'd be gone. I'd be out the next day. Yeah. I, I you know, it's, it's interesting, but I, I think this, this raises, uh, you've, you've raised a similar point in that we see, we sort of get the cataclysmic things, right? Like the, you know, the hospital stay, the, 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 the parental, uh, challenge, right? Whatever these, these big, like life-changing moments, the baby, uh, you know, the, the delivery, all of this stuff. And yet I think when we look at most of the founders, we know, yes, we see them go through these things. And when we see that and we acknowledge it, um, but when we find founders who are just to that point where we look at them, we go, they're burnt out, right? They're not admitting it yet, but we can see it. They're burnt out. Um, that often comes from this, you know, this very common condition within, within the founder world of the, the death of a thousand cuts, right? It was you know, what I was illustrating before, which is that nothing major happened, but I had just a little bit less support than I was used to. I, I, I wasn't going, I wasn't taking things to my wife as often as I was used to. And that had a real impact, right? And that was just one out of, out of several factors at the time. Um, and all of these things start to stack up. And so again, like as founders ourselves, trying to, trying to, to have some level of self-care, we need to be aware of these things. We need to be clear that it's not just the major stuff that matters. It's the collection of little things as well. And as founders who are trying to care for other people around us, it's important that we dig in and that we look for these things and that we help people to talk through it, to unearth all of these little things that are impacting their ability to have the energy they need to be a good founder. All right. So that was fun. 
But let's actually keep this conversation going. You've heard what we think about this, but you know, Ryan and I would really like to hear what you think. And we're online like all day long, pretty much talking about every startup topic you could think of from fundraising to customer acquisition to just really how to get all of this crazy startup stuff out of your head. And there's tons of other founders just like you. They're weighing in on these topics. So you'll get a chance to just hang out and meet some really smart founders. We're also super, super easy to find. You head over to groups.startups.com and let Ryan and I hear what's on your mind. Let's get to know each other a little bit and let's just start having more of these conversations.